welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. I am Jessica. I'm your librarian host today, and I'm here with an author of a really cool book. Please introduce yourself and tell us about uh, Bindle Punk Bruja. Yeah, I'm Desideria Mesa. I'm really um, thankful to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, my book, Bindle Punk Bruja, is a debut. Really excited about it because um, just what all it encompasses. Um, I started out wanting to tell my family's story, kind of a little bit of their journey here. Um, and also I love magic. So I had to include some of that, but it's basically about a um, white passing um, daughter of a Mexican immigrant family who lived uh, and grew up in the boxcar communities down by the railroads in Kansas City. And so she just, she encounters all forms of um, sexism and racism and all of those things that were flaring in the 20s. Um, yeah, and uh, just finding out who she is, um, being proud of where she came from, just a journey in that. And of course, um, from a long line of brujas or that's Spanish for witch. So she's got some really cool powers as well. So I think one of the things uh, that is lost because we don't use video on the podcast um, most of the time, um, unless we're doing like a live event, is that I kind of made like this little nod when you were yeah. saying the twenties because um, one of the and one of the things I really love about reading the book, but also hated because unfortunately this is reality, is just when you're reading it and when you're reading what um, it's. Uh, her her name is Luna, but um, in the white passing, when she's passing um, as white, she goes by Rose. So she's like yeah. living this dual life. But the the things that she encounters are just really, I mean, it, it was so, it was so well, what I loved about it is that it was so well woven into the story. What I hated about it is the fact that, yeah, this is actually not just the 20s. This is mm -hmm not much different or different yeah. at all than what happens today. Um, but I think that the way the narrative put it in was not like, I think you're a little too on the nose there. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. It was like, oh, right. Because this is unfortunately how people still think things should be or, you know, yes. um, how people of color or, um, People who are from other marginalized communities, um, LGBTQ, are still treated. So uh, it Absolutely. was, which by the way, it was just a beautifully effortlessly diverse book that just showed this time period in a light that we have not seen it before. In Thank you. Thank I've you. Um, it, it was actually interesting because I did not set out to tell all of those parts of the story. Um, it just ended up being there because as I began to research um, 1925 Midwestern America, that is exactly what happened is I began to realize, you know, oh my goodness, how much has not really changed. And while we have made great strides in the women's movement, LGBTQ, I mean, we have, and I want to give, you know, credit to those who have blazed trails. Of course, we've made progress, but there is still so much work to do and so much to be said. And, um, you know, in regard to 
how society views women, um, you know, just the political arena this year has been um, overwhelming with just how much work we still have left to do. So, yeah, that was the biggest thing that stood out were, were the stories that I was finding in 1925 and just how similar the battlefield still seems to be today in those issues. So let's talk a little bit about Luna slash Rose. She, so she is, um, she has a Mexican mother. She has a white father who is no longer in the picture. And she comes from a long line of brujas. Um, However, she's, she has power, but it's not necessarily what, you know, the, the power that she believes she's come into is not necessarily the extent of what she actually has and things change and move as the story goes on. Right. Uh, where did her story begin for you? And uh, tell us, um, because I know what it is because I've read the book, but um, what does Bindle Punk mean? So Bindle Punk is just uh, another term. It was a term in the early 1900s for wanderer um, or, you know, just kind of almost vagrant, like someone who doesn't have a home. And, you know, being mixed uh, can leave feelings like that you, you know, don't know where you belong. And you know, Rose slash Luna's journey in the book is, you know, where do I belong in this society, especially because she has to hide um, half of who she is and can't quite figure out which one is her. Um, It can make you feel like, you know, you really don't have a place. And it also has kind of a dual meaning because, you know, the Mexican society in the early 1900s in Kansas City, they were still, you know, we were still trying to find our way, uh, weren't allowed to rent out or buy in a lot of parts of the city. You can look at title deed restrictions and see old ones where it just says whites only, whites only, you know, for ownership. And um, so, you know, and especially with the language barrier, not having a lot of places to go. And so you have families living in these boxcars and it's like, you know, we really don't know where we belong. Um, so that's kind of been the meaning behind Bindle Punk. It has a, a lot there to it. Um, so I may have missed the, some of the first part of the question. I think it was um, layered, but. Yeah, yeah. Just about um, the character of Luna Rose. Um, you know, where did she come from when you started writing this? Uh, you know, she's got a really powerful voice and she's sort of, you know, her first, her, she's very, she asserts, I am who I say I am. Yes. But then she's not really sure who she is at different times. And it's, um, you know, throughout the book, she sort of holds herself to certain standards, kind of holds herself apart from certain people. And there's this just beautiful found family, which is, which is um, sort of um, part of the journey of this book, which is woven in with like gangsters and bootlegging uh, because she owns a speakeasy. Um, You know, it's just, it's really cool. Uh, So there's so many facets to her. There are. So the, I am who I say I am that it really was personal to me. I mean, I don't know how many authors don't have at least one book where that main character is like 
a representation of them. <laughs> and, and Rose is, Luna is, um, a lot in a lot of ways going through a journey that I've gone through that I feel like I'm still going through. So, you know, not just with who I am, you know, with my family, um, you know, ethnic and, you know, ethnically speaking, but also just who am I, where I've come from. Um, I was in a, I kind of, I, I kind of grew up and especially in my teenage years, I was a part of a very conservative mindset, a very conservative group. And um, I kind of had to come into myself once I got into my mid-20s and 30s. It took me longer than most people to start trying to think for myself. What did I really believe about women's issues and LGBTQ and um, about all of these different issues and had to learn you know, who I really am. And when you start taking a stand for things, especially if you're surrounded by people who um, disagree with you, you know, they might start saying some things or assuming some things about you and you have to be firm in who you are. And I'm not who everyone says that I am. I am who I say that I am. And that's really powerful because you can change the whole narrative in your head by not listening to everyone else. It's easier said than done, but that it starts with that statement. Like, who do you say you are? I think it's kind of powerful. Without a doubt. And, um, you know, some of the other characters, uh, her grandmother, Mama Sunday, was very interesting, very yes. cool. I really liked her. Um, her brother, Javier, yeah. I loved. Um, and then- I love um, Javi. Um, Mama uh, Sunday was yes. a favorite. Mama Sunday was a favorite with the publishers, with the, with my agent, with beta readers. Um, she actually, so my, uh, great-grandmother, my abuela, Dominga Mesa, um, because her name was Dominga, which is, um, Spanish for Sunday, we called her Mama Sunday. And so that's where she kind of comes from. And the humor comes from my grandfather's side, just real silly and almost taking nothing seriously. And then all of a sudden there's a switch, you know, but yeah, everyone loves Mama Sunday. Yeah. And <laughs> a witch name too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's like my, my Gen X love of Wednesday Adams or what, but there's just something witty about having a name that's like a day of the week. And of course, you know, if um, depending on uh, what mythology you know of how the days were, were named or what the days are called in certain places, a lot of the days have either a um, connection to one of the gods or like oh, some yeah. sort of celestial, like Sunday is the day of the sun. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's like, again I was just like oh mama Sunday I kind of love you um and then you know <laughs> there's just like I said there's so much in this book that I want to talk about but I also don't because I feel like if I do I'm going to be robbing readers of yeah. some of the really Spoilers. fun things even just <laughs> stuff that you learn in the beginning of the book yeah. Yeah. um about these characters but you know there there are other characters like heck Kessler is um this uh I, I guess you know he's like the son of um if, if you want to talk about him a little bit without yeah. talking about him too much yeah I so um a little bit of not just Kansas City history but many if not most of the major cities in the United States had a developer behind their parks and rec and their boulevards in the early 1900s late 1800s his name was George Kessler he came from Germany 
and he was a real person. Now his made up great or his made up grandson Heck in the book is is a fictional character um, who is <laughs> comes into his own. He's based off of um, other real people that are in my life. So I I love Heck. He is probably I don't know. I have a hard time picking a favorite, but everyone seems to love Heck. But um, his well the real guy George Kessler came in and as he was developing these parks and boulevards um a lot of things happened in the cities that you know aren't quite in the newspapers uh, if you look through the history books you have to displace in order to create this beautiful city you have to displace um in, in Kansas City for example over 50 um African American families were displaced out of the hillside just told you have to go we're going to build some beautiful parks and boulevards here and they had to go find homes <laughs> and you know they, they have a real powerful story they actually stormed the courthouse and wanted um you know they wanted to be compensated for having to abandon their homes all of a sudden um and they actually won i don't know i couldn't find a record of how much they got i doubt it was much but just the bravery of that era to to go and advocate for themselves but this is what was going on when you're planning parks and boulevards and you see hillsides and you see entire minority families living in those hillsides and you're gonna um just make plans that wipe them out entirely uh, and the city doesn't help, you know, uh, move families around. There's just a lot of dark history there, I guess to say, um, a lot of just not, not good humane practices that were going on. And so heck in the book to not give anything away, obviously, um, our main character does not like the Kessler family, does not like who Kessler stands for. And yet you have this, a beautiful person who comes out of that family that is not like the family, which is another lesson to be learned that we don't have to be like our ancestors, our forefathers at all. We can forge a new path, so to speak. So I also want to know just because um, it's just, there's so many great witchy books. And I don't think that the fact that there is a wealth of witch which books or books with which type characters or themes really robs from each other because each one is great be it light be it you know something a little bit darker be it something historical with magic I just it's just been beautiful um what but for you why Bruja why why witches why Bruja why was this a really important part of um Rose Luna's story well, you know, on probably a less deep level, I, I love books with magic. I love uh, fantasy. So of course I want to tell a story with magic in it, but in this particular sense, I wanted something to represent self-identity and the power within yourself, you know, um, without coming right out and saying, I didn't want it to just be a journey about, you know, Luna finding out who she is, but if you can use the magic and you follow it throughout the book, you're going to see some pretty strong symbolism there of just how powerful we become when we realize who we are and what kind of power we actually have. So it's really representative. And I, I wanted to tie it to the earth because I just wanted it to be more grounded. And I think that is very beautiful. And also just the research of, um, brujeria in Mexico is is really a fun and interesting one as well. So I wanted to tie it back to the kind of the roots. 
Yeah, definitely. And so what kind of research did you do both into um, Brujeria and also into this time period and the, the Jazz Age, which is also um, a, just a really beautiful, compelling time period in general? It, it probably started out about six or seven years ago when I was in a an English writing class in college. I took a class and I had to do a research paper and I chose to research parks and boulevards. We had to do like a historical research and I it really started with George Kessler and Kansas City. And as I began to find out all of the different um, uh, just with J.C. Nichols and the different um, title restriction um things that were going on to keep non-whites out of certain parts of the city. You know, of course, we know that went on, but to really read how they did it um, at the same time that I know my family's coming into this city and they're living in boxcars and they can't rent other places and they can't live other places. And um, the powerful journeys of coming from that place to where we are now, it, it kind of all started with a research paper in, in college. <laughs> and then, of course, talking to my family about our journey here. That's really cool. Wow. I, that's, that's really, really interesting that that's where it all came from. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah, I, or some of it, I, I just kept going down the rabbit hole. I would find, and I, you know, I'm going to do some, I've been doing some TikToks on the Mexican boxcar community, but as I just tumbled down that research, I found just one thing, one horrific thing after another, after another, the resilience of those that came before us is incredible. It's just incredible what they endured. Wow. Well, I just, like I said, I love this book. I really think that um, I definitely want to uh, recommend it to whoever's listening. Um, Again, like I, I don't want to shortchange it because there's so much in it, but I also like, don't want to start blurting things out because yeah. they were so much, <laughs> so much fun to figure out mm-hmm. with Luna. Um, I just had so much fun, you know, like you think some, you think a certain scene is going to go a certain way, but then it doesn't. And, you know, Luna, <laughs> Luna's power, like she's able, she, she has the power of charm, but also she can sort of read people. Yeah. Uh, really especially when she when she touches their hands and like at certain points you're just like oh man this and then you're just like oh no wait not that Uh, (laughs) which was which was definitely charming um to use a pun uh one thing though I do want to ask before we go is the language in the book it was really um it was really fresh and it felt very natural um for the time period did you just like watch a bunch of gangster movies from that time period (laughs) or did you like read you know like new like did you watch newsreels did you read stuff about just like the rhythm of how people spoke yeah everything all of the above so um every I mean even just our uh what do you want to call it? We had kind of a criminal mayor or city councilman, I should say. Um, I, I watched all kinds of reels and documentaries. And then I, of course, looked up lists and, and, and paragraphs and how things were said. And I tried to choose things that weren't as well known, you know, things that weren't going to be quite as Gatsby. Um, and especially using um, uh, queer terminology from the 1920s, I thought was even just 
to me, it was just fascinating. And I wanted to bring to light that we still had LGBTQ. Uh, it's not like there's more today than there was then. There just was an underground and there was a way of speaking and, and in the immigrant communities. And so we just, I, it was just fun to put that, to be quite honest, it was just really fun to put that together. Um, so yeah, I guess I did listen a lot to how people spoke <laughs> and I'm glad it came yeah. across authentically. That was fun for me. Thank you so much. This book is awesome. When is it due out officially? The 13th. So the 13th. almost here. And when can we, um, where can we actually find you on TikTok? Cause that sounds great. So I, my, um, my handle should be, um, the same as, uh, <laughs> it's Desideria, at Desideria Mesa, same as my Twitter handle. Excellent. Well, please um, check out Bindle Punk Bruja. Um, it is great, not just for um, Halloween season, but literally any time. Are you going to write um, in this universe again, by the way? So, yeah, we actually have a sequel that's due to come out next year. So it's it's already in the making. Um, it's that one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't want to give too much away on that one, but we're definitely going darker um, on just about everything. A lot higher stakes. I can't wait. <laughs> Once again, this is Jessica with Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. Um, very, very much anticipating that book. And our guest today was the author of Bindelfunk Bruja. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.